0: It is such an honor. Who was singing? Like, one of y'all three, it was like, wow, amazing voice. Amazing voice. I heard it. I love music. And so that's why I just wanted to give you a shout out, because, yeah, God's hand is on your voice. Just know that. (laughs) He's like, don't talk to me. (laughs) Um, But I'm Demetria, as he said. I'm I'm from, let's see, I was born in Germany, raised in Hawaii, was in... um, Was in Virginia Beach for 22 years, then Orlando for a year, and I just moved to Texas. So I've been a little bit around, and I love to travel. One of my favorite places is Iceland. I don't know if you guys have heard of that place, but it's incredible, and it's one of my favorite places because God really held my heart there. I don't know why I needed to say Iceland, but I'm just gonna go there. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's such an honor, man, to be with you guys. I love. I just found out P. Sam. I've been calling him Sam, but I love P. Sam. I love that name. So I've adopted it. And um, just the Pursuit um, team. Man, incredible. Like, lovers of Jesus, but have a heart um, that I really believe with all my heart is going to change the world. And I believe that every single one of you is a part of that, of what the Lord wants to do in your communities. And he wants to use you for such a time as this. And I believe that the Lord really has brought me here as I was praying. Um, it's like, God, what is it exactly that you want to say? And I had a message, like, already, and then last night I had a dream, and God just really kind of stirred that whole message around. And so that's how much he loves you, every single one of you, that he would change a message that somebody has already prepared. And I'm feeling, like, this emotion because I can feel his heart for every single one of you. And you are not small. Um, you are... Um, You are gifted in the ways that you are gifted, whether it's the the conversation, whether it's in your hands, the craft, design, whatever it is. You are gifted for such a time as this, and the Lord wants to use every single one of you. Um, The other thing that I really felt was that God wants to really touch families, (laughs) Um, to be really raw. My family is going through some of the hardest things we've ever went through recently. And um, I had to go to Texas because the Lord asked me to go. I feel he gave me this assignment, if you will, you know, not trying to be super spiritual, but (laughs) just felt like I was supposed to go. And I was like, I don't wanna go. Like, and then through prayer and really time talking to mentors and a a guy that I feel like is a spiritual papa to me. I don't know if you guys know Corey Russell, talking with him and and through walking through that, just like my heart was like, okay, I'm gonna say yes to Jesus no matter what. (laughs) The Lord, will you help my heart and mind align? And I feel like somebody in here, the Lord specifically has asked you to do some things and you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to. And I feel like if you would just ask the Lord to align your heart with his and your mind with his thoughts and see what the Lord will do, um, I believe that it really will change your world. Um, because my yes, I found out later why I had to go to Texas, and I'm so glad that I said yes to that, um, because, like, my family could have been in a whole different scenario and situation. I feel like the Lord is using just my presence. I'm not preaching at anybody. I'm not, you know, like, telling them what to do. It's just being in the room and being around and just being a quote-unquote daughter is actually changing things, and so I I felt to really share that. Um, I already said thank you, but listen, y'all, I had... Korean barbecue for the first time, yo, you better come on, yes! It just changed my world, okay? I'm still full, I'm like, <laughs> I ate so much, it was so good though, and I was like, I needed this experience, so I'm really grateful to PCM and the team for taking me that. Um, listen, I, I really felt, I'm gonna share a couple of things that I saw in a vision before I got here. How many believe in Jesus showing us things in pictures and stuff like that? Um, I felt to share those things, and so when right before I came downstairs to leave, I saw a fire truck, and I saw not the firehouse, but the fire truck, and um, what I really believed God was saying was that there are firemen and women that are in this room specifically, um, people that will let fire out by the spirit of God that's inside of you, so like how fire can destroy, um, I believe that God wants to use this fire to redeem. And I feel like there are many of you that God is going to use to redeem um, things that are going on in your family, redeem, cause things to come back to life, if you will, with the fire inside of you. Um, and, um, and so I was like, man, that's really cool because it wasn't just a fire truck, it was the fire truck that got the firefighters to where they needed to be. And I feel like you need to know that God is bringing the resources that you need, um, the insight that you need, the wisdom that you need, the thing that will carry you to where you need to go. And so I thought that was really cool. And so when Josh and I were coming here, I saw a fire truck and I was like, yo, there's a fire. I mean, not a fire truck, there's a firehouse. And I was like, Josh is like, oh, that's cool. I was like, no, I had a vision. There's a firehouse. Like I was so excited. And then we stopped at a light and I was like, I saw a firehouse, I mean, a fire truck. And then I saw a fire hydrant. And I went like this and there was a fire hydrant right there. And I was like, like, man, God blows my mind. I mean, I know people say like, that's so cool. No, like, God really talks to us in different ways, even to confirm stuff like what is in our heart already. He'll even have somebody say the very same thing that you were praying. Um, and that's how good he is to us because he wants to cause us to grow and mature in love with him, to know him in ways that we um, more than we know ourselves, like to really get to know him. He wants us to. And so that was one of the things that I saw. I wanted to release that um, and fire um. Hydrants clearly hold water. Um, If you break it open, it releases. And I feel like somebody has been clammed up um, and the Lord really wants to break open the dam, if you will, and just allow the water to flow. Um, And water can represent the Holy Spirit or it can also represent what comes out of your heart. Like, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will what? Speak. The mouth will speak. And I feel like there's some things that the Lord wants to shift for you to speak. And so that was one. Um, It's interesting. When I go to places, um, a lot of times, it's because the Lord really wants to shift something. Um, and when I'm invited to places, it's because the Lord really wants the harvest um, that is in the community or in the group to develop. Um, and so I get testimonies all the time after I come. It's like, there has been such a harvest that has happened and my name literally means harvest. And so the Lord uses me in those ways um, and not anything that I do. It's just my obedience (laughs) to say yes to him. Um, And so as I was thinking of this, I was like, man, Lord, what is it that you want to specifically say? Um, Even the fact that I kept seeing, and I know people get weird about this, but I kept seeing 22 two, two, two. Like I just kept seeing it. So I was like, okay, let me just look up like biblical meetings. A lot of people get caught up in like astrology and all that and God bless them. I'm not mad at them, but I really want to know what the voice of the Lord is saying, you know? Like I don't want to, we were talking about this, not get into mixture, right? We want to really have the voice of God. And so this is interesting. The Hebrew alphabet um, is made up of 22 letters which are used to compose the word of God. I want you to catch that. It's made of letters that are used to compose the word of God, what he's speaking, the biblical, the Bible. And then it says the word of God, which is normally via Psalms 119, 105, and Proverbs 6 and 22. What is the word called? It's called a lamp. The word of God is called a lamp. It's something that highlights, and I believe with all my heart, because I kept seeing it, is that the Lord wants to give you guys a new appetite for the word in a new way, in such a fresh way that what you used to read is you get new nuggets from it. And it becomes so real to you that when you are waiting for the next step, when you're like, I don't know what to do next, the word of God is literally going to be a lamp unto you, and you'll be able to see what's in front of you. You'll know where to step. And I feel that with all my heart, the Lord really wants to do something uh, with that. Um, but listen to this. It also means light by which we are alive. <laughs> it's a light that brings life to us. And the Lord loves you. I keep getting emotional with you guys. I don't know what the world is going on. I can feel his love towards you. Like I can feel how much he is so proud of you and it was funny i was actually sitting during worship you did an amazing job june right did i say it right like incredible keep keep allowing the lord to breathe his breath through you and to set an atmosphere um for him to walk in people sing and there's people who actually create space for the king to sing so thank you um, for that um but during worship as i was like i sat down i was just like god this is Uh, really special. What else are you saying? And he just said, they love me. (laughs) He said, they really love me and I really love them. And so I feel like the group as a whole, like you need to know that the father is so pleased that you love him. And there's many people that use him. There's many people that just want him to do what they need done and they don't take time to get to know him. And they don't take time to get to love on him and to build a real relationship. And that is what we were created for. He said, let us make man in our image. There was something that he wanted to do when he made men, men, female, male, humankind. When he made humankind, he wanted to do something unique and special in relationship. I mean, can you imagine? Someone who created everything coming down to stop by your house to walk with you in your garden. Yo, like, just think about it. That's the type of God that we serve, and he desires that inside of us. And, and so, man, like, he wants the life in you. I feel like I need to almost like, you know those defibrillators? Is that how you say it? Like, I feel like it's like God has brought me here to kind of like, poof, like, shock you back into let hope live again. Let hope arise and you have to dream again. You have to dream again. You cannot stay where you are. There was a phrase that I, when I was in my room, there's a phrase that came to me about the message that I'm going to dive into based on the dream. Is a lot of us have, how many are really familiar with the story of Isaac and Abraham, like him on the altar? Well, long story short, uh, if you're not, I know. Okay, I know I'm black, so I interact. So I know. I mean, different cultures. But just, just, just amuse me so that I know who knows. So that I, if I don't need to go there, I won't. But um, how many know? Okay, good. Thank you. Cause y'all was gonna make me go through the whole story. Really? <laughs> and I thought y'all love me. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but. Um, So uh, I just really felt this, that there are many of us that have allowed Isaac, the Isaac, the giftings that we have given and laid on the altar because of things that have happened in our life, situations that have happened in our life, COVID, all of it. We've laid Isaac on the altar and said, here it is, God. But God has already sent a ram. And so many of us are keeping our our Isaac on the altar when he already sent, sent a ram in the bush. And we're letting Isaac stay there. Why are we still allowing Isaac to lay down the dreams, the gifting, your voice, whatever it is, like the giftings that you have, we can't allow it to lay down anymore. And you have to know that you are enough, and you're good enough with what you have, and that he will develop what you need. And so um, let's see. I have notes here, and I'm like going off the notes. And so here we go. Let's go. Okay, here we go. I really felt that the Father, and this is going to be more of like a prophetic message for you. I felt that the high priest, the Father, based on my dream, um, was calling us to walk in into our room, like for him to be able to come to our door where we feel like we're sleeping, where there have been things that we have laid down, like I said before, where we feel... Not put together, you know. When you first wake up in the morning, only your closest of the close see you. You know what I mean? Like you ain't Facetiming nobody. Like you need only those that are dear to you. Like like only that close to you. And he wants to get into that space where he where you allow him to walk in your room. And part of the dream that I had was Abby, a, a girl that I know. Her name was Abby, and she wanted to come into my room. And I had just waken, had awoken, and I was just like I. I can't have you come in here. I'm not dressed. And I get on my knees in shame, close my eyes. and it was like, I don't even have anything on. Like, like please don't come in here. And she walked in and opened the door and says, don't worry. And she started to dress me. She started to put certain clothes on me, like this orange big shirt and these overalls and um, my hair, started doing my hair. I wasn't gonna tell y'all to dream, but I feel like I'm supposed to. Um, so it makes sense when I give you the interpretation. But my hair, like my hair was blonde still, but it was huge, okay, <laughs> it was huge. It was huge, I was like, okay, Abby. So um, when when that happened, I looked up Abby and I was telling um, PC on this is that Abby, can also derive from abbot, which is the high priest that is living in an abbey. (laughs) Did you catch that? You got it? And and so who is the high priest in the word of God? Jesus. Jesus is our high priest, and he lives in an abbey. (laughs) Your heart. He really wants to come in in such a way that is intimate and where you don't have shame and even in your shame that you come to him or even in your confusion or disbelief that you come to him and say here I am I don't know what to do will you show me and and so when Abby came in and started dressing me I really believe with all my heart that the Lord wants to begin to clothe you he wants to clothe you with righteousness and he wants to really begin to give you something new and so let's break this down just a little bit and so um so the high priest who has all authority. Let's turn to Matthew 28 and 18 really quickly. I love these kind of settings because I'm teaching more than preaching. Some settings, are, I'm yelling, so we in a good stand no? <laughs> so that's Matthew 28 and 18. Um, can somebody who might not be nervous... Who might be down for reading it? Can somebody read it for me? Or what version do you guys have? If not, I can read it. They're like, listen, D, you already have us raising our hand. We ain't <laughs> Y'all good? Anybody? Somebody? Nobody? Okay, I'm going to just read. <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. <laughs> this is fun. We're getting to know each other. Okay, Matthew 28 In verse 18, let's actually read verse 17 first. And so I'm reading from the New Living Translation for those who need to know. So it says, when they saw him, they worshiped him. And this is the disciples. When the disciples saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. Say really clear. Say, "Some some of them doubted. Awesome. And then verse 18 says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority. Listen. This was his disciples that literally walked with him. Like they saw all the things he was doing and they still doubt it. But he still allowed them to walk with him. And I think sometimes we get in our head, man, I'm doubting. And so we think it's such a sin which, you know, to some extent it can be if we allow it to overrule us. But we get so caught up that we forget that Jesus is still allowing us to walk with him. And we get so concerned with our doubt. We get so concerned with our shame. We get so concerned with fear. We get so concerned with you filling in the blank. You know what you're dealing with. So concerned with these things that we forget that he literally is still allowing us to walk with him. And this is what I feel like he wants to say to you. Even in my dream, when it says, verse 18, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given... All authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Somebody say, therefore, go. Therefore, go. And therefore means for this reason, go. What is the reason? He has been given all authority. Listen clearly. When we recognize who we are walking with, when we recognize who he is, there's a different way we walk. There's a different way we talk. There's a different way we think. There's a different way we react to things. We now respond instead of reacting emotionally. Because we, therefore, go. Go, you fill in the blank. Go talk to your mom. <laughs> um, go tell your sister you love her, even though she's getting on your last nerves. Go, you fill in the blank. Go tell your neighbor, hey, I've been thinking about you, and how can I just help you pick up the leaves? You know whatever it is that the Lord has put on your heart. It doesn't have to be what I just said. You have a relationship with Christ. And so for this reason, go because he has all authority. Now, yes to that. But I'm going to challenge you in a new way is, therefore, go and dream. Therefore, go and pick up your Isaac because the ram is there. Therefore, go because he has all All authority. Somebody say all authority. All authority. All authority authority has been given to him. And so, I see, go make disciples of all the nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go make disciples. Part of making disciples is people just watching you. (laughs) Some people catch it when they're around you. And so what type of disciples are you making? Because trust me, trust and believe, you're making some type of disciple. Because people are always watching. And so are you allowing the word of God, the light, the lamp to shine out of you that comes alive? Or are we allowing fear and doubt and frustration to come alive that we are singing a different song than he has all authority? Am I going to allow what has frustrated me to stifle me to the point where I don't realize that he has all authority? And so now I might not know how to dream again, but I am going to ask you, the one that has all authority, help me to dream again. Help me to dream again. And so um, the one with all authority, I feel, is causing us to wake up he's cleaning us up remember my dream I got dressed like I was putting on new clothes I was putting on new garments new clothes clothes can represent God's glory glory is a highly renowned and recommended thing it is excuse me the magnificent beauty of the Lord the magnificent beauty of the Lord. You get to carry the creator of the world, his glory. You get to be that because he trusts you enough, whether you trust yourself or not. You get to be that. And then I also believe that Abba, that's what I call him. Well, let's go, let's skip that real quick. Um, so you remember my hair was, it grew and it got big. And so I believe that the Lord now wants to do something with us with giving us an anointing, an anointing that allows us to do the things that he did. Anointing really is. Let's just let's do this. Remember when David was anointed? He was anointed, but there was years before he went into certain things. However, he still was David in in the Wilderness or the garden, wherever he was in his father's area, you know, like he still was David, but he was anointed to be who he was. The Lord saw him, and I feel like God wants to clothe you with new things so that you know that you are anointed. You're anointed for his glory. You're anointed for his righteousness. You're anointed to be in fashion. You're anointed to be in IT. You're anointed to create. You're anointed for music. You're anointed. You fill in the blank. You are anointed. And so I feel like God is saying, like he also wants to change the, where we are separated from God. He wants to bring us together with him. He wants to cause growth and maturity. First Peter, I think it's four. Or three, but it talks to desire the sincere milk of the word. Desire the sincere milk of the word. And when you desire that, then you become mature Christians. (laughs) And when you become mature Christians, you become living stones. First, it talks about how he's a living stone. And then it turns around and say, now you're living stones. So who he is is who we are. Because who he is, he's our father. We mirror him. We have his image. And so if he is a living stone, we can now be a living stone. Let's break it up. Living, alive, movement. There is life and breathing and atoms, things moving. And a stone is something that's very solid. It really is weird. Like they're two separate things. But putting it together is something that's alive that's solid. That's what he wants to do for you. That's what he wants you to know who you are. And then if you keep reading on, it starts talking about how now you're a house for the Lord. I want Jesus to chill with me. I want to be that chick where he is not just saying, oh, I'm so glad she loves me. No, I want him to say I'm so comfortable with her, I'm going to sit and watch movies with her. I want him, I want to make room for him That I can sit and be in whatever, and he comes and sits with me. It doesn't have to be because worship music's playing. That's the relationship that he desires with you. Let's take a break really quick and go to another land, okay? We're going to go to a land of one of my experiences. And so... I went through one of the hardest things in my life. It was so hard, and I didn't understand it. Um, and as I, I'm just going to say it, I was divorced. And it was like, it was one of the worst things ever. I know I seem like I'm 21, not really, maybe 30. <laughs> OK, we're going to go there, I'm not going to lie. I might seem 30. <laughs> but I'm 41, right? And so like, I went through one of the hardest seasons of my life like 11, 12 years ago. And when that happened, I was in Iceland. And remember when I said earlier that Iceland was Really special place for me because I, I healed. There were some things that the Lord did there. Well, as I was in Iceland, the pastors were like, hey, you can stay here for three months and just heal whatever will get you counselors, spiritual, and like um, when they say spiritual, they're talking Bible believing spiritual. Let me make it straight. Um, and also, like those that are in the practice. And so they were like, you can do that, you can preach, you can teach, you can whatever. So I started helping them do a prophetic school. So we did that. And then one day while I was like teaching and stuff, when I got done, when the pastor looked at me and said, hey, like, if you ever need a break, just let us know. We can let you go to the um, our summer house. Now, summer house is in Iceland, it's a little different from our summer house. So I'm just letting you know, OK? So when I went to the summer house, I said, yeah, I would love that. I really feel like I need some time, you know, than going through some heart conditions. Let me say this really quick. Pause for the cause. If your heart needs healing, allow yourself to embrace it. (laughs) Really feel it. I think sometimes you're like, Jesus, take it away. I don't want it anymore. And Jesus is like, I need you to feel it so you know what it really is. Because there's people that are going through what you're going through or will go through it. You've gone through it, and I need you to know what it is so that you can speak life into them. You know? You push it away. So anyway, so I go to the summer house. They drop me off. Now, y'all, it was night, like dark outside, right? like like how it is and it was cold, okay? And so they dropped me off like I thought they was gonna walk me. <laughs> Sorry, I got weak. I thought they were gonna walk me to the house. They like was like, okay, goodbye. I was like, wait a minute. There's a cow and a light pole. I don't know who is here and I don't see any trees. There is just a house. I was like, where am I going? I was so nervous. Y'all I was so nervous. I was gonna say something else, but I'm not gonna say why I was right anyway. So we just learning each other, so later on I'll say that maybe. But um, so I, I walk in the house, and this is crazy, craziest thing. I walk in the house, and when I walk in the house, I put my bags down. And now let me give you context to already feeling pain, right? But my like my my background is like working with some of the biggest people in Christian arena. So I like my my marriage was very public. It was like people knew on television. Like it was like I was the girl that was known for. Are you guys familiar with CBN and 700 Club and stuff like that? Like one of my mentors like was a part of that. So Gordon Robertson was one of my mentors. So it was like like people knew all over the world that I was getting married. Gordon and somebody else that's famous in Christendom if you will. Whatever that means. <laughs> Um, married us, and it was on CBN's premises. So like everybody was like, "Demetrius get married," like you know. And so like going from being able to travel all over the world, the Lord opening doors like crazy. Talking about an Isaac and dream, come on! Like my dreams are coming true. People were sending money to CBN so that I could record. Like it was that real. Um. Um, when I say record, let me record music. Let me be specific. So people were like writing it. I was like, I was interviewing people. I was being like groomed to be one of the talents, like to end up being like a Chrissy Watts, if you guys know who she is, or like to be sitting next to Gordon. and doing Like my world was changing and then all hell broke loose and I'm devastated. I'm divorced. I'm in Iceland now for three months and my heart is broken. So now I'm walking into this house. Let's go back to the house. I'm walking in the house. Pain already, right? But all this shame and guilt. Because how can you prophesy and sing to so many people and you not see this, D? That's how the devil works, right? Like he tells us like all this stupid stuff. I'm just want to kick him in the teeth. Because he's such a liar. He's such a liar. And so as I'm hearing all this stuff. I draw my bags. And you know what Holy Spirit said to me? This is how close he wants to be with you. He says to me, D, what do you want to do? I was like, huh? What do you mean what I want to do? He says, what do you want to do, Demetrio? What do you want to do? And I said, I just want to watch a movie. He says, let's go watch a movie then. I didn't know if they had a DVD player. <laughs> I mean, I'm in Iceland, I don't know. Like- <laughs> I didn't know they had a DVD player. Because it wasn't just their house. It was a summer house. They had a cow and a light pole. Like, I ain't know. So I I walk in the living room area. And behold, there's a television and DVD player and all this stuff. And there was this couch and this big chair next to the couch. And so I pushed the chair close to the couch. And I laid on the couch. Put the, Well, I put the movie in, laid on the couch, started watching it. And I kid you not, this might sound crazy, but I promise you... It happened. I felt the Holy Spirit walk in the room. And he literally sat in the chair and started rubbing my head. I could have freaked out, but I felt this peace come over me. It was as if literally, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna- is it okay if I touch you? I don't have to touch you. I'm not gonna rub your head. It was like how I'm touching him, like for real. Like it was the real deal. It was the real thing. He started rubbing my head and I'm I'm there and I'm like oh my goodness, like, and all of a sudden the pain that I was feeling, the guilt, the shame, just lifted. And that's when I was able to heal, start healing. And it's just like how Abby, the high priest, her name, remember, walked in the room. It's like, I I don't care about your shame. I don't care about what's going on. I don't care about the pressures and how the circumstances or the dispensation of your family is. I don't care about those things. I want you to know how much I adore you. And I have all power in my hand. And I want you to be what I've created you to be. And so my life began to change right then. And so as the Lord wants to do these things inside of us, I also believe that he's angry. He's angry at the world. And when I say angry at the world, he's angry that they won't allow him to love them. It's not an anger like I want to punch you in the face. It's an anger that hurts. Have you ever been so hurt that you get angry? And you're like, I don't know all these emotions. all these? He's a God that has feelings too. And he's angry at the enemy that has tried to punk you. And I believe with all my heart that he wants to throw the tables like how he threw the tables in the Bible, like it was a righteous anger because they had made the house of God something it wasn't, and people are making him something he's not. And how long are we not going to allow the dreams inside of us not to come alive? Or how long are we going to allow ourselves to sit in a place where your creativity can cause somebody to come to Christ not even knowing that you have to talk to them about Jesus? They'll come up to you and say, you're just different. Who are you? Like, what is it about you? And you'll be like, dude, I just love God. Like, he gave me this. It could be something you sold. Like, you can crochet something, and Jesus can use it. It's that that simple but big. You know what I mean? And so I feel like God is angry, and he is causing a grace to even come upon you that he wants the world to know who you are because he is inside of you. And so as I was going through this, there was another part of the dream where my mom was in the dream, excuse me, and her name is Jolene, which means precious jewel. And precious jewel, I feel like the Lord wants you to know that he's giving you something that is very precious, and it's okay to live again. It's okay to live again. I want us to turn to 2 Samuel, I think it is. And it's so interesting, Kevin, that you even talked about this. And so although I feel like the Lord is saying, take your Isaac off of the logs. Take your Isaac off of the altar now. Use what I've given you. Dream again. Let the breath of God breathe inside of you. God breathed into Adam, and Adam became a what? A living soul. He wants to breathe back into your dream again so that it could become living. You are a living stone. That word living, go look it up. Get it inside of you. Let it be part of your vocabulary. Living, alive. So let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 7. So... Um, for those that might not know the context, let me just say a little bit about this first. And so this is a two-parter. So this is the second half of what I want to talk about is your dreams need to come alive. This is interesting what Kevin said. There is something about giving thanks to God that causes things to happen. So in 2 Samuel chapter 7, um, if in the beginning of it, it was that David, and let me see what verse it is. I think it's like verse 3. But David was, it's actually in verse one. It says, when King David was settled in his place, he was settled, right? He was good. He was settled in his place and the Lord had given him rest. The Lord has given him rest from all the surrounding enemies. The king summoned Nathan, the prophet. And he says, look, that's what David said. He said, I'm living in a beautiful cedar place, but the ark of God is out there in a tent. And so he was like, why am I chilling in a really nice place, but the spirit of God is out there in a tent? And let's, let's change it a little bit. Let me summarize. This is according to Dee. But God was like, wait a minute. I didn't even tell you that I wanted to be in a house or I wanted to be in a certain place. And David was like, God can't stay out there in a tent. I need to build him a house. He was so wanting and needed and knew who God was that he had a heart for God, not just wanting God to have a heart for him. There was such a relationship that created him to say, I want to make a space for the Lord. I want to make a space for God. And then all of a sudden, God was like, wait, he knows my love language. And I didn't even have to tell him. And so because of this, God says to Nathan, hey, I want you to tell him because he wants to make me a house, I'm going to make him a house and his dynasty will last forever. Now watch this. The dynasty lasts forever. You and I are still a part of that dynasty. His kingdom, his lineage lasts forever. Jesus came from that lineage. It lasts forever. And who lives inside of you? Jesus. Jesus. Just because he wanted to make God a house, right? That's even not the good part. So, now that you know the context, let's go to verse 18 really quickly, and then I'll be wrapping up really soon. So, in verse 18, it says, the Then King David, say, then King David, then King David, he went in and sat before the Lord and he prayed. Now, I don't know about you, but if the Lord was telling me all these things that he was going to do for me, I'd be like, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, right? I wouldn't be, I probably wouldn't be saying, let me sit down and pray. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You might, I might not, okay? But he prayed and watched this. He humbled himself in such a way. He said, who am I? Oh, sovereign Lord. So he was telling the Lord, you think of me? I'm thinking of you and you think of me? Do you see that relationship? So beautiful. And then it says, And what is my family that you have brought me this far? He started giving God thanks. And then if you keep reading, he started saying, You know, in verse 20, he says, You know what your servant is really like, <laughs> yet you still choose. Man, it goes back to how the disciples doubt it, but still he allowed them to walk with him. He knew how David was yet he still wanted to bless him because this is how we see how David had a heart after had a heart after God's own heart. He wanted to create space for God. And then he says, "Because of your promise and according to your will you have done all these great things and have made them known to your servant." There are promises that the Lord has given you. There are things that are in your heart that you think it's just you, but it is God breathing on you. It's God breathing on you. It is God telling you, "I am for you." Go ahead and step on the water. Go ahead, step on the water. I'm with you. Now look, look at this. Um, let's see. Then he started recalling. Let me paraphrase now because it's a lot of reading. But then he started recalling what the Israelites Dude, He started saying, you did this for us. You did that for us. You did this for us. He just started calling out what the Lord already did. Let me tell you a key. When you're feeling like you're in doubt, I want you to start saying what the Lord has already done in your life. It will begin to change your heart posture. It will begin to change your heart. It will get you excited. Wait, what? You healed me from grandma's seizures? No, God really did that for me. These have seizures as a teenager. And God healed me from that. What? You healed my heart? Where people can't even tell that I was divorced? You did that for me? When I was really ill and sick, you healed my body? You did that for me. That's who you That's who you are. You are this. And another thing, how will we ever know who he is if he never does anything for us, if we're never in that position? How would you know he's a healer if you're never sick? How would you know he's not a provider if you're never in need? How our heart and mindset has to change and say, "God, I love with one of my spiritual fathers says, "I trust your leadership. I trust your leadership and you're doing a good job with my life. Man, I started saying that like probably four months ago, and it has shifted everything for me. I started saying, "I trust your leadership, and you're doing a great job with my life." I started seeing where my heart started changing to say no. Even in the hard places, I'm so grateful. Now, let's get back to the things. So, in verse, where should we go Holy Spirit? It says, verse 27 says, O Lord of heaven, army, God of Israel, listen to this. I have been bold enough to pray this prayer to you because you have revealed all this to your servant, saying, I will build a house for you. Now, if God has told you something, there's nothing wrong with saying, God, I am bold enough to believe. I am bold enough to pray it back to you because you said it. So he started recalling, right? And then after he started recalling and saying all these things, your words are true. Somebody said your words are truth. This is verse 28. It says, for you are God, O sovereign Lord. Your words are truth." Remember we talked about a lamp and a light. It's truth. And you have promised these good things to your servant. Now let's skip all the way down to chapter 8. I'm just going to read a sentence. It says, after this. Somebody said, after this. After After he gave thanks. It was after this, David defeated and subdued the Philistines by conquering Gath. So after he gave thanks, after this is for you. You should believe, you should be living an after this life because you're giving thanks. Your enemies are defeated was frustrating changes because you're giving thanks. And so there are dreams that I really believe with all my heart that he wants to do for you. Can we um, play that? um, I want to minister to some of you. Can we play that uh, YouTube? Or, yeah, you can too. Let's see, play the YouTube so we can get the right key. Do you play by keys or do you just... Okay, what key is that? I don't even know. Do you know? Key plate on guitar? <laughs> if not, I'm stretching you up. Jesus, we love you. Oh, you can turn it off. We'll just find a key that's worth. Okay, you can turn it off. You good? You good? Okay. Come on, Jesus. Okay, so let's give <laughs> no right. It, did that um does that make sense, guys? I wanted to come by to encourage you that God has you. I want to pray for some of you. Um, if we can just posture our heart to say, Lord, help me to dream again. Help me to dream again, help me to come back alive again. There are I believe there are some of you that are even having family problems and family issues and maybe the Lord doesn't want your family to look like what it was maybe it's a new <laughs> a new way of living so Lord help me to dream again where I am with my family help me to dream again where I am with um, you fill in the blank Jesus I thank you for every individual that's in this room I think you that you love them and you see them. You know their name. I don't, but you do. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that you would breathe new breath inside of them. I pray, Lord, that you would cause a new hope to come alive, just like those the fire truck that I saw that houses and gets firefighters to where they need to go. Lord, I ask that you would cause a new beat into their heart. Lord, that they would be the very name that they're called, Pursuit that they will go after you in such a new way. And Lord, I pray where they feel like they're weak, weak, where they feel like they're inadequate, where they feel like they don't belong in something. Lord, I pray, God, that you would cancel every lie of the enemy and you would cause your grace to come and blow in this room, even now, Lord. And as I've shared, what I felt was on my heart for, for this beautiful team, Lord, and this beautiful group, beautiful people. I pray, God, that you would allow it now to become alive where they can apply. Oh, dream again. Abraham had a dream again, like he was literally old. Him and Sarah, they had a dream again. Their mindset had a change. And so tonight, my prayer is that your mindset becomes renewed. Like old things are passed away and all things become new. Old things are passed away and all things become fresh and new. Huh. Spirit, in this moment, yeah, if you're here and you're like, man, I've allowed hope to um, dissipate. I, I, I'm really maybe even discouraged or I don't even know how to revive this dream again. I don't even know how to revive. I want to encourage you like, to rededicate your life to Him in a way that, Lord, I just want you and as I want you and as I live with you you'll show me the way and so I dedicate my heart to not trying to make it happen but asking you for help like I want to dedicate my life to you in a way that you have come not just first you have become who I am and I in you so make your house in me make me a dwelling place for you make me a dwelling place for you Che again.